Welcome to the Mama Theologians podcast. Mama Theologians is an online motherhood ministry on mission to revive spiritual growth in the midst of motherhood. We offer our devotional and narrative podcast episodes to further equip mothers in theological study, biblical literacy, and spiritual formation. We pray that God will use these offerings for His glory and that He will revive and deepen your spiritual growth in Jesus. I'm Rachel Lynn Lawrence, the founder of Mama Theologians and your podcast host. I'm a mom just like you who is clinging to Jesus and growing more in love with Him in the midst of motherhood. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it releases, happy Thanksgiving! From my family to yours, a wholehearted thank you to you. I am so grateful that you are here at the start of our ministry and that you are taking time out of your Thanksgiving or even a handful of days afterwards to listen and to be here with us. Thank you also from the entire Mama Theologians team for allowing us to speak into your life and encourage you to grow in deeper love and relationship with Jesus in the midst of motherhood. On today's narrative episode, you'll hear Amber Thiessen reading her essay, Two Truths and a Lie About Giving Thanks. Two truths and a lie about giving thanks. Today is a public holiday to commemorate a bountiful harvest, uniting cultures together and recounting the blessings of a year gone by. Sitting among loved ones today or wherever you are in the world, we're reminded to cultivate an attitude of thanksgiving. In these times of heightened anxiety and depression, a practice of gratitude is especially vital. Gratitude is well-researched to improve our mental health and well-being, but it's not just about positive psychology. It's the Lord's instruction for us. He admonishes us to give thanks in all circumstances. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and to thank Him in whatever we do in Colossians 3.17, and to practice thankfulness in each day He's made in Psalm 118.24. So here are two truths and a lie about giving thanks. The first truth is that giving thanks is an act of worship. When I cook a favorite family meal, my children may give an exuberant, thank you, mommy. I've provided for them something they need, but also what they want and enjoy. On another night, the meal isn't on their top 10 list. And not only do I encounter the lack of an enthusiastic response, I'm offered grumbling instead. I've provided something they need, but not what they want. Journeying through the wilderness, the Lord gave manna for the Israelites in Exodus 16, a source of sustenance in answer to their complaints before God. However, it became a thorn of ongoing discontentment. Though they needed the daily nourishment, it became a serious aversion because it wasn't what they wanted. Instructed by the Lord, Moses keeps a portion of manna in a jar, placing it inside the ark as a testimony to the generations of his good provision for his people. Psalm 23 describes the Lord as a 
shepherd, leading us along the journey toward everything we need for our nourishment and our rest. He is the bread of life and the living water. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He sustains the world by the power of his name. The struggle between our wants and our needs is real, and our Savior knows them both. As we give thanks to the Lord through and for all of it, we worship him for his sovereignty. We worship him for his love and care as he provides. We worship him because he is good. Even when we find ourselves in the thick of it, whether it's discontented children or we're bogged down in another challenging circumstance, there's testimony being written of his hand at work for the generations who will follow us. Let us give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. First Chronicles 16.34 Another truth is giving thanks is an act of humility. When my family and I served as missionaries, I learned a lot about giving thanks. Under a mango tree in East Africa, a small group of believers gathered for worship. During each service, there was opportunity to share personal testimony. And each week, our pastor's wife would share her gratitude to the Lord for her health and for saving her. The same gratitude, the same story. Though I found myself tired with the repetition, seeing the very simple things I'd vastly been taking for granted was humbling. I saw a pattern among other missionaries at our guest house as we'd gather for prayer each time a family was departing. Watching these faithful ones and their dependence on God for everything invited me into that same deeper trust. Just as the eyes of a servant look to the hand of their master, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Psalm 123 verse 2. We rely upon him for all things. This brings our knees to the ground in thanksgiving as we remember the Lord our provider. And this trains us to depend on him alone. Because as much as we think we can't do it, that we can do it all on our own, there are many moments we realize we can't. It's the nights with a colicky baby and you're seeking the Lord's strength to persevere. Or managing tantrums with a toddler when you're reminded his grace is sufficient for you and his power is made perfect in weakness in 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10. Or when your family moves and you need courage to build new relationships in a new community and a new church family. We desperately need his sustaining grace. We are powerless without it. Giving thanks reminds us the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. And here's the lie. Giving thanks is all about stuff. While a thankful heart for the blessings we receive is paramount, it's not the point. The gospel is. The Greek word most used to describe giving thanks is eucharisto. If this sounds familiar, you may have heard the term associated with the celebration of the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist. Isn't that beautiful? Celebration of the gospel through taking the bread and wine is a spiritual act of thanksgiving, commemorating new life now reconciled through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. May we never grow tired and weary from proclaiming our gratitude for the gospel. Eucharist Deo is also used throughout the New Testament, particularly in Paul's letters, as he expresses thanksgiving for the faith of others, for their efforts for the gospel, for the grace they've been given to believe. He continues to thank the Lord for the church in Ephesus, Philippi, Colossus, and Thessalonica as he remembers and prays for them. Our gratitude is so much more than our physical blessings encompassing the gift of the gospel and our relationships. 
The people around us whom we serve, lead, or walk alongside also need encouragement and affirmation. As our eyes grow wide to opportunities for thankfulness, we respond with love to bless them. Today, like every day, is a day the Lord has made, and may we rejoice and be glad in it, worshiping the Father, growing in humility, responding with love to others, and relishing in the goodness of the gospel. Now, Mama, here are some practical takeaways. First is keep a gratitude list. Whether it's a scrap paper on your fridge, a notebook on your kitchen island, or a journal tucked beside your Bible, begin a practice of thankfulness for three things every day. If you can't think of something in the morning, try writing them in the evening, or as they come up throughout the day. But don't let the moments go by without taking note. Second is find a blessing bowl. I purchased a piece of pottery. It sits on the shelf in our dining room, littered with a pile of small papers and a pen. And some seasons were more diligent than others, but after school or before supper, we'll write something that we're grateful for that day. And then later, on the weekend, we'll pull out the pieces, reading over them together, recounting the faithfulness of God in our lives throughout the week. Third, write thankful notes. As we begin to take notice of all we're grateful for, the people around us will find themselves on our list. And while a like or a share on social media is great, couldn't we be more intentional? Try writing a thank you note to someone to bless them for a role they've played in your life. And meditate on Psalm 100. And think about what does it mean for you to be a shepherd of, or a sheep of his pasture? And how has the Lord shown his goodness toward you? What song can you sing to him today? Amber loves equipping women to navigate the chaos and calm of life's changes by applying the gospel to everyday moments. After six years in East Africa as church planters, they're back on the Canadian prairies where her husband serves as pastor. They have three children. You'll find her hiding behind a book, exploring with her family in the woods, or writing on her blog, in the vine. Connect with Amber on Facebook or Instagram at Thiessen Amber. To read this entire article by Amber, head to mamatheologians.com or follow the link in the show notes. There you can also find a downloadable worksheet to save on your phone or to print that includes these practical takeaways for you to apply to your week. We encourage you to join our community on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Theologians. We can't wait to see you there. To close, I want to focus on one of Amber's practical takeaways. Meditate on Psalm 100. So as I close with the reading of Psalm 100, I want you to reflect on her prompts. The prompts that Amber has given to us as we reflect on Psalm 100 are, what does it mean to you to be a sheep of his pasture? How has the Lord shown his goodness towards you? What song can you sing to him today? So this is Psalm 100, English Standard Version. His steadfast love endures forever. A psalm for giving thanks. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. That was Psalm 100 ESV. Again, I wish you and yours a blessed Thanksgiving. And Mama, in the midst of the busy and hard, yet high and beautiful privilege of motherhood, may you abide in Christ and grow more in love with Him this week.